Hello, this is Mrs. Powell. I am here to read chapter 14 and 15 of A Boy Called Bat. I'm so excited that it's my turn to read to you. Starting with chapter 14, Sleeping Arrangements. I want to sleep on the couch next to Thor. No, Bat, you need to sleep in your own bed, said Mom. Then I want Thor to sleep in bed with me. You can't sleep with the skunk, Bat. What if you rolled over in the night and crushed him? I would never do that, Bat said. He never would. Bat, honey, the skunk, Thor, interrupted Bat. His name is Thor. Mom rubbed her forehead. Fine, she said, Thor. Thor can't sleep in your bed. Thor is a wild animal. Wild animals don't sleep in beds. But in the wild, Thor wouldn't sleep alone, Bat argued. He would sleep in a pile with all his brothers and sisters, all cuddled up. I'm glad people don't sleep like skunks, Janie said. Her hair was damp from the shower, and she was wearing her favorite pajamas, the ones with all the unicorns. Each unicorn was doing something different. One rocked out with a guitar. Another was reading a book. Another wore a chef's hat and was slipping eggs in a pan. The only thing they had in common was that they were all unicorns. Janie, did you know that a herd of unicorns is called a blessing? Bat asked. Yes, Bat, of course I know that. Every time I wear these pajamas, you tell me that. I didn't know if you remembered, Bat said. You're not the only one who remembers things, Bat, said Janie, and then she stomped off to her room. Bat turned back to Mom. Please, he begged. No, said Mom in her firm voice. But Bat knew Mom's firm voice. Sometimes if he pushed hard enough, he could change it into her soft voice, the one that let him have his way. I could be the one to feed him, and you could sleep all night, Bat said. I know how to do it. Who do you think took care of you when you were a baby and had to eat every two hours, Bat? Mom asked. I took care of you and Janie. I can take care of one little skunk. If you let me help, Bat said, bargaining now, I'll promise to scrape all the extra food off my plate from now on and put it in the dishwasher after dinner. Mom smiled. I thought it was too gross to look at leftover food stuck to a plate. It is too gross, Bat said, but I'll do it anyway, even if it made him gag, even if it made him throw up. Besides, Bat said, I helped Thor go to the bathroom after he finished eating. If I can do that, I can do other gross things. Mom had taught Bat that baby skunks don't know how to go to the bathroom on their own when they are little babies. And if they don't pee and poop, they can die. In nature, their mother would help them learn. But since Thor was an orphan, every time he drank his formula, someone had to hold him up and rub his bottom with a wet cotton swab until he pooped and peed. At school, Bat had been helping to clean up Baby Cake's enclosure for a while now. And poop and pee were just part of having an animal. I'll tell you what, little Bat, Mom said and her voice was softer now. 
Thor has to sleep in his enclosure, and I'm going to take care of him during the night, but you can be in charge of his daytime feedings when we are home. And tomorrow after school, instead of staying home with Janie, how about you come by the clinic? I'm going to weigh and measure Thor to make sure he's getting enough to eat, and you can help. Okay, said Bat, for now. But when Thor gets bigger, big enough that I couldn't squish him in bed, let's revisit this conversation. That was something Mom said she wanted Bat to know, that they weren't done talking about something, and Bat wanted Mom to know that he wasn't giving up on sleeping with Thor. Mom laughed. You drive a hard bargain, she said, and don't think I'm going to forget about the dishes. Chapter 15, Dr. Jerry Dragoo. Later, in his room, when he was supposed to be sleeping, Bat climbed out of bed and pulled his animal encyclopedia from the shelf. He flipped to the S section and found the page labeled skunk. At the top of the page was a glossy picture of a large black and white skunk nosing along a patch of dirt. In the background of the picture were hundreds of white and yellow daisies. Below the picture were a bunch of questions and answers about skunks. Why do skunks spray? Skunks spray an oily liquid from glands underneath their tails as a defense. Their spray doesn't cause any real damage, but boy is it stinky. A skunk's smell can be detected by a human from a mile away. Where do skunks live? Skunks can make many places their home, abandoned burrows constructed by other animals, a hollow log, even underneath your house. What are skunks' predators? Lots of mammals, including red foxes, coyotes, and domestic dogs will attack a skunk if they get hungry enough, though only as a last resort because it's difficult to attack a skunk without a smelly reminder of it. But aerial predators, large birds like owls, don't care so much about the scent. For one thing, it's hard for a skunk to spray at an attacker from the sky. For another, many birds of prey have little to no sense of smell. Finally, Bat got to the last and most important question. Do skunks make good pets? Skunks are wild animals, and wild animals belong in the wild. But according to world skunk expert Dr. Jerry Dragoo, head of the Dragoo Institute for the Betterment of Skunks and Skunk Reputations, while skunks in general do not make good pets, what makes a good pet is a good pet caretaker. Bat closed the book. He put it back on the shelf, right where he always puts it, next to his Lego pyramid. Dr. Jerry Dragoo, world skunk expert. Bat liked that name. He liked doctors because they usually knew lots of useful things. He liked the name Jerry because it was the same as that funny mouse in the old cartoons, the one who always outsmarted the cat, and Dragoo reminded him of dragon. Of course, there was probably no such thing as dragons but there might be. Dr. Jerry Dragoo. That was someone Bat would like to meet. Until next time.